Welcome to the HU Pirate Ship Podcast. You can find us at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates. It's free and anyone can join. Verified pirates are traded to inside information about HU and HU Athletics. I'm your host, Tariq, a.k.a. Big Greek from the HU Pirate Ship, and I'm a 2000 alum. And we also have Hamptonite from the HU Pirate Ship. What's going on, Hamptonite? Nothing much. How about yourself? How's everything? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. We got two straight wins, so I'm 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 feeling good about that. So that 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 always helps the weekend. And the pirates. Always a good thing. Always a good thing when the pirates are victorious. Yep, indeed, indeed. So it looks like we uh, ruined Morgan State's homecoming. I mean, they were pretty pretty uh, excited. Morgan State was talking a lot of trash and you know thinking this was an automatic victory for some reason. I don't know, but I thought Hampton would win this game. So. They came out and uh, beat Morgan State with a 20-10 to 10 victory. And they also broke out the, the all-white uniforms, which we had never seen before with Hampton, with the blue lettering. So everybody was that excited about that. So they look good, play good. That's what they say, right? <laughs> so, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they took care of business in the, in the, in the white uniforms. So um, the defense had another strong performance. Um, they held Morgan State to uh, 10 points and actually – uh, three points, really, because uh, seven of those, again, came uh, by special teams. Morgan State had a good punt return. So the defense actually held Morgan State to three points. So another good, strong showing by the defense. And, again, the team is now four and three with a two-game win streak. So they're still trying to keep things going in the right direction. So the W is always a good thing. So uh, we'll, we'll uh, you know, jump into our good, bad and ugly and and talk about some of the things that we liked and didn't like about the game so uh good things so you know we mentioned the good uh, the defense defense is on fire right now they uh held um morgan state to three points and again seven and uh seven came on a punt return so of those 10 only three were surrendered by the defense um they gave up 276 total yards uh they had three fumble recoveries one interception Four sacks, held Morgan State to uh, 0-4 in the red zone, and they shut them out in the second half. So I don't know what else you can look for as far as domination goes by the defense, but they, they pretty much held Morgan State in check. I mean, Morgan State's uh, quarterback was looking pretty bad. Um, I don't think he needed much help, but he was struggling uh, all game to, to to be consistent and make connections. So it was a good good effort by the defense, man. Any any thoughts uh, by the defense uh, here tonight? Oh, absolutely. Um, last year, Morgan State pretty much ruined our homecoming, so I guess this is pretty much payback from the Pirates. Um, as far as the defense is concerned, I mean, this is what the second or third week that they've actually played a solid game, even including the North uh, Carolina A&T game. And I think that it's pretty much the players are learning how to play together. Um I think that is something that going forward is going to be a staple for this year's team. As the as you've noticed, the offense has started to struggle somewhat. So I would take a strong defense right now over that struggling offense because I know with Maynard's offense, all it needs is a spark for it to 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 become, I would say, productive. But at this point, uh, the defense has definitely. Um, stood up for itself, and it's actually started to gel, and we're just starting to see a very dominant Pirates team, which we knew from the beginning would would probably happen around this time. 
and I'm just excited. Agreed, man. Yeah, I'll take a strong defense any day over offense. Defense is always an exciting thing. You can always rest on that. That's going to be there. So I'm, I'm happy that they finally got that together. So it took a little bit, but also I think those transfers on the back end, um, I mean, those are, you know, former Auburn, Michigan State, Syracuse. I mean, they got some, some good guys back there in addition to some of the homegrown talent. So there's legitimate players on the back end, and you combine that with the pass rush from Grooms and company, I mean, it's getting dangerous for quarterbacks. So that's that's a good thing to see. Um, from this game as well, there were also some very some good individual defensive performances. So, again, leading the way is Miles Grooms. He had a great game again, two and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, and a forced fumble, and just a whole bunch of quarterback hits and, and pressures. So he was in the backfield all day. Uh, Charles Owens held up big in the middle. He had a bunch of – I think he may have had a sack, a tackle for loss, and just a bunch of big hits and just kind of held up the middle and, and, and stopped, uh, you know, and, and make sure they didn't get anything going strong up the middle with the run. So big up to uh, Charles Owens. My uh, secret weapon, man, uh, Shaka Diara Basuba, so the sophomore, he had an interception and seven tackles. But, I mean, he just makes plays. I mean, I like to say he flashes every game. There's something that he does, even if it's just like a tackle, but it's like a tackle. He comes up strong and just takes somebody down. I mean, he he's getting better every week, so he had a, a another good, strong game. And Darian Williams, freshman, I think a true freshman, five tackles for loss, a sack, and a forced fumble. And he was in the backfield all day as well. So some pretty good standout performances. The linebackers played well, again, to dominate the way they did this game. Um, I think there's enough props to go around, but those are some of the really good standout performances by the defense. So I think, um, you know, like you said, they're starting to gel and everyone's starting to trust. Like we had talked about earlier, folks are starting to trust and understand what their role is and the defense, and, and they're starting to show uh, that Mike Ketchum, you know, he can put together a good defense. So that, that's very encouraging. Any other, any Absolutely. other good standouts, man? Uh, well, you know what? You pretty much um, pretty much um, said every, everything, you know. Uh, Miles Grooms, of course. Charles Owens is a good space leader. I, I've seen him uh, get a lot of double teams. Of course, Deer Suba uh is what I would say starting to come into his own. And, you know, he's been an anchor for the defensive backs, even though he is a, a true sophomore. And, of course, Darren Williams, you know, five tackles for a loss. And he's only a freshman. So this is a good sign going forward. Um, but, no, I mean, I'm just really ecstatic at the performance of the actual defense. And there's nothing pretty much more I could say. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, oh, one other guy. What's our guy, uh, number 53? He had the, the good – he played well last year. The name just slipped my mind. Um, oh, Obasui. Yeah, Owen Obasui. Yeah, he actually played well, too. I, I know he's he's lost some reps uh, for whatever reason, but he actually played well this week as well. I don't know the stats, but I know he flashed at times. So he's actually getting back in the rotation and making some plays. So, and so the young guys, and then we got some young guys coming in replace. Some of the guys are going to lose, and they're, they're making good plays uh, as the season goes along. So more to be encouraged about. So, But uh, good work by the defense. And then the other good thing to mention is the offense. They closed out the game with a 17-play, 70-yard drive, took eight minutes, 26 seconds off the clock, and finished it with the special team. So two things we complain about all year, putting together long drives in the second half and the special teams getting some points and making the play at the end. So they, they finished strong there. 
and uh, ended the game. So, you know, pretty good, pretty good game, good performance, you know, to go into somebody's homecoming, someone who's supposedly better than you and, and, and take them down like that. That's, that's pretty impressive. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the bad. So, I mean, broken record, right? Penalties, 12 for 104 yards, you know, nonsense again. The passing game was somewhat off. I mean, if you just look at the box score, you see Watford had a good uh, a day. I think he was over 50% passing. He had a, a touchdown, I think. But uh, there were also a lot of missed throws and a lot of um, – uh, it wasn't coherent as you'd like to normally think. So something was up with the entire passing game. So hopefully they can get that fixed for William & Mary this week. And then uh, special teams. Special teams, again, gave up uh, another return for a touchdown. So, you know. You know, they struggle, good and bad, with the special teams this year, man. So, uh sound like we repeat the same things weekly as far as the bad is concerned. So, did I miss anything here tonight? Oh, no, you did not miss anything. Special teams has been an all, um, I would say, an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you cannot give up that many touchdowns on punt and kickoff coverages. So, that just shows that there's probably a defect in the actual scheme that has been implemented on special teams. Um, as far as the passing game, um, I will say this. If you look at the stats for this past Morgan State game and for the other past five games, Hampton, um, David Watford has not thrown. He's thrown, I think, one or two passes to a tight end. Now, in any offensive system, the quarterback's best friend is the tight end. And because he's closest to the quarterback. And David Watford, and I'm not saying this is his fault, or it could be the scheme's fault, or it could be the fact that Maynard only employs blocking tight ends. But it seems that sometimes uh, if you just need a good five yards, you know, a good crossing route, or if you just need to get up the field, we don't have that type of player. We have good receivers. We have excellent receivers. But I'm starting to notice that if uh, these these programs or the schools that we play have pretty much locked down Rayshon Riddick, Rayshon Proctor, and, of course, they always have trouble. They double-team Juan Mixon. You know, that would clear up a lot of space for a good tight end to come underneath all of those coverages. So at this moment, I just think that uh, – the the passing game probably needs to move in somewhat of a different direction because if you're always just targeting mixing Proctor and and Rick, then you know you know the defense will kind of be dialed in basically to as to where the ball is going to go. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So you know, one thing we do have talent at the tight end position, which is odd. I think. Um, Mm-hmm. I think tied the, the starting tight end, he's a transfer from South Carolina. I mean, he definitely looks the part. I mean, I don't know about it, the hands, but if you look at him, it's like, man, we got a tight end over there. So, I mean, you know, and and the backup is pretty good, too. I mean, he gets some, some snaps. I can't remember his name. So, we have capable. Kentrell Richard. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're capable. Yeah. I mean, they're like string beans. You know, they're guys yes. with size and looks like they can move. So, I just think, yeah, they, they fell in love with the wide receivers now. Here's a guarantee I'm going to make, and, and we've been watching these games for years. We're playing William & Mary. They will use, use their tight end over the middle. He's going to catch a couple passes and just keep the chains moving. And I, I'm always just surprised how we don't do that. We haven't used 
shoot a tight end since man, I'm going back with like like Adrian Wyden. I don't know if you remember Adrian Wyden. Yeah, that's the last yep. time we used a tight true, end. True, <laughs> true tight end. Yep. Six foot five, what two hundred and they said two hundred fifty pounds, but I think they're a little generous on that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and his nickname was he was Wise Man, and yeah. they were not lying about that. Yeah, but yeah, definitely man. Adrian Wyden. So, yeah, we got to use him. But watch, what William and Mary will use a tight end. He's going to convert some third and six and keep the chains moving. Yeah. So hopefully we can learn from that. But, uh, yeah, he needs he needs that tight end. Because also, I mean, he's, he's I don't think he was sacked again this week, but he is taking some shots because mm-hmm. a lot of these passes are, are long passes where they got to develop. And, oh, another thing I noticed from the game, like there's this little boot action that they run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, he was getting blasted. Like, Defensive ends aren't even honoring the, the the run fakes anymore. They say, "Yo, if 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 uh, Wyford goes with that play fake, just kill him." And that's what they're doing. So I think he's taking some shots, and I think that's where another one of the interceptions interceptions came from uh, again this week from that boot action, and he's just getting blasted. So I mean, they got to switch up that whole passing game. I mean, these guys, everybody watches film, so you, you kind of know what's coming. So they, yeah, but. Going to that tight end would take, you know, be a nice little addition, especially if we look like we got talent there. So, excellent point, man. Excellent point. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we also left out another tight end, which pretty much should get our, which should be the ire of the people who are listening, Latrell Scott. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how can I forget him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I do agree. I think we've run that little that boot action probably at nausea. And I do think, of course, you know, these defenses if if you're run if, if Christopher Duke is averaging maybe fifty to seventy yards per game, no, I would not. If I was a defensive end, I'll go out tee off of David Wofford myself. So, I mean, I do think that it's probably a flaw and that's probably due to the statistics. And I know now if Morgan State figured it out, then you know William and Mary will have no problem. No, sure. They, uh, they already got it figured out. They already know. They show in the film now. It's like, yo, <laughs> you see that? Boot? Exactly. Kill him. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it should be interesting. Let's hope. I, I think Maine is going to change it up a little bit. And because uh, he's see if I'm seeing it, I know he's seeing it. So I, I ain't that smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man, so I actually I want to pay some special attention to the defense for the past couple of weeks. I mean, they've been playing extremely well, so we just want to give them a little, uh, take a little focus there and look at and see what exactly they've been doing over the past couple of weeks to just get an idea of, of how they've been playing. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, if you look back, the offense was supposed to be the strength, and I think they started out that way, but, you know, they've bogged down for a whole host of reasons. But now what is the defense? So we want to take a look at the – past four games and uh, just talk about what they've done and, and, and how they've played and how, you know, and, and, and the trends and the way defense is trending. So if we go back all the way to the Norfolk State game, um, they played well. They just had one bad quarter. The whole, that third quarter, the whole team just fell asleep, man. But they gave up 17 points in that quarter. But for the rest of the game, they only gave up seven points. I mean, they had Norf- um, Norfolk State figured out. So um, they actually played – Pretty well that game, except for the third quarter. It sounds kind of weird, but just take away one quarter. They played well against Norfolk State. Against A&T, who I think they're the most explosive offense in the league. I mean, 
not from a execution standpoint, like their quarterback isn't great, their receivers are great, but they got a bunch of guys, especially in Cohen, he gets the ball, he's going to score from anywhere on the field. But they held A&T to 187 yards. Uh, but in that game, special teams doomed them. But, again, they, they shut down A&T that game and kept them under 200 total yards of offense. Um, against Delaware State two weeks ago, um, they held Delaware State to seven points and 256 yards, and they were working on a shutout going into the fourth quarter. And against Morgan State this past week, they held them to three points, and then they got four turno- turnovers as well as a bunch of sacks. So, I mean, if you look at the past four games, they've only had one bad quarter. If you just look at it in totality, and um, they've been playing well. It's a total team effort. And I think it started, you know, the pass, you know, they, they shut down a run um, for the most part, and then you have to pass, and then you're in trouble. But also I've noticed in a couple of these games they've been playing sort of a bend but don't break defense. So they've got actually the number one red zone defense in the conference. So, you know, once you get down there, you're probably not going to score. So, um, you know, it's hard to drive, and when you do, you, you know, you, you're probably not going to make it into the end zone. So, I mean, the past four, just look at the past four games, that, that sample, um, they're doing, playing extremely well. So I expect for that to continue. So any thoughts on just the defense in total, man? Yeah. Um, if, you, if, if we think about this, this is the best time for the defense to actually gel. Because now if we think about our schedule going forward, we have William and Mary on the horizon. We also have South Carolina State coming up in Orangeburg. And that is going to be – that's pretty much the conference. The conference – our conference title is on the line that game, even though I know we're pretty much out of it at this moment. I mean, I would still say we're in the running, but we still need a lot of help. Yep. But if you beat South Carolina State, then I know that we will pretty much – it'll pretty much be smooth sailing because we have Florida A&M and Savannah State left. Um, I do think that as of right now, with the way that the defense is playing, it is advantageous for us. And I do think the fact that you know, Miles Grooms, Charles Owen, Justin George – and, of course, uh, Darius Cuba, you know, they are starting to play like a, I, would not, I wouldn't say a championship caliber team, but I would say they're starting to play like a team that is pretty much has a purpose. And they just do not want to, to end on a sour note as last year. So, and if, if you look at the statistics, you know, A&T, 187 yards, and I'm holding Delaware State just to seven points. Morgan State really three points and four turnovers, just like you said. You know, this is indicative of a team that wants to win the championship. And I know we did get some bad breaks early, but the rest of the schedule looks really promising for us. So I am really encouraged. And I'm just hoping that we do get some breaks from other teams and that, you know, we could possibly either – go to a playoffs or to a celebration bowl. So I, I'm going to leave the celebration bowl off. Yeah, but, um, yeah we're going to have a talk about that, man. When he shows, we got a nice long talk about the celebration bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Cool, man. Yep, excellent. So, yeah, let's look at the MEAC scoreboard. So, uh, not too many shocking things this week. Florida A&M beat Delaware State 41-13. to um, South Carolina State beat Howard 49-10. to 10. Uh, 
the bison. Yeah, <laughs> just a, it's a sad, yeah. a sad sight, man. Um, yeah, it's a sad sight. It I is. mean, it but is. It truly is. It truly is. But I mean, you we have to actually ask honestly answer this question. Ask this question. Does Howard really? Are they really going to invest in their athletics program? And you know, I hate to put them out on blast, just like I put FAMU out on blast. But I mean, year in and year out, you know, this is not good, especially in your know, main varsity sports. I know we look at Savannah State as having other, having these issues, but if you start notice, Savannah State's become very competitive, and they are very competitive in their auxiliary sports as well. Yeah, very true. Well, you know, one one, uh, one anecdote. So I was watching uh, just, you know, trying to figure out what William & Mary was all about this year, and I was looking at their at their film, and they were talking about their stadium renovations that they're making, and the coach was like, you know, to the new recruits, you know, the stadium and the facilities are an indicator of the investment that you're willing to make in the sports programs and, and the athletes. So, I mean, we all joke on Green Stadium at Howard and, and their stadium, but, I mean, if you're a recruit and you go to Green Stadium, I mean, that's, that's unless, you know, that, that's not going to sell anybody. So, like you said, I mean, I think they need to find a way to make some investments in, in their facilities and just sports in general. But, I mean, you know, truth be told, you know, that, that should be like a secondary or like a tertiary concern for considering everything that's going on up there. I don't want to, you know, go off on Howard, but it, it is sad. I mean, flagship school in D.C. Um, should be, you know, more competitive, but, you know, they just don't fund the athletics for a whole host of reasons, and they need to host some other, you know, support some other things. But it is sad to see, man, the, the state that they're in. Um, I like I, I like to see them good as long as they don't beat us. It, it helps the conference. Absolutely. They're, they're dominant. So, anyway, enough Absolutely. about the bison. <laughs> But we'll take a mm-hmm. shot at them anytime we can. But let's see. North Carolina A and T. I mean, North Carolina Central beat Savannah State thirty-nine to twenty-two. Actually, Savannah State was up. I was like, "What the heck's going on?" But you know, Central said, "Nah, this ain't happening." They 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 put on a big run to close that game out. And uh, Bethune Cookman uh, lost to A and T twenty-four to fourteen. So that was a, a well-played game for the most part. Um, not a lot of passing. Uh, but, you know, the, the two good-looking teams, um, so somebody had to win, and it was A&T. So they're in sole position in first place in the MEAC. They're at 3-0 and in the conference play. Uh, and it was like a two-way tie for second place. Um, Bethune-Cookman and Morgan State are at 3-1. and In the South Carolina State, Central, Norfolk State are all tied for third at 2-1. and We're solidly in fourth place at 3-2. and And uh, Savannah State, wow. And Florida A&M are tied for fifth at one and three, and Delaware State and Howard are still winless. Delaware State 0 and three, and Howard at 0 and four. So, A&T is in the driver's seat. I mean, I think they are the only team, besides us, oddly enough, who are positioned to actually get an at-large play at birth, playoff berth should they lose and not make it to the Celebration Bowl, uh, because they have a good, just a good, uh, what are they, five and one, actually in the top 25 now. And um, they actually beat Elon, a CAA team, at Elon. So, I mean, that, that resume is good for the playoffs, I think. So, even if they step up and lose one, I mean, they're going to be in a good position to go to the playoff and not the celebration bowl. So <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, 
I, I, they've had a very good, um, strong out-of-conference record. And if we think about it right, if A&T is out of the, is in the playoff picture, and which leaves Bethune, Morgan, South Carolina State, Central, NSU, and of course Hampton. Honestly, those schools are vying for that for that next spot. Uh, Hampton's schedule sets up pretty pretty nicely. We have one big hurdle now: be South Carolina State, and their offense is pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. Even though Buddy Pugh is a is a uh, throw it and chuck it and chuck it type of uh, coordinator or type of coach. And the way that our defense is playing, I think that it sets up pretty much favorably, favorably for Hampton. And if we think about it, uh, you know, South Carolina State, Florida A&M, and Savannah State, you know, those are potentially three wins that are on the table. And with those three wins, you know, that will put us at the, let's say, what, five and two mark? And hopefully, you know, just like uh, what we just had in the SEC, you know, separation Saturday, you know, that North Carolina Central Morgan Bethune or someone in there would trip up on somebody or would just cannibalize. So I'm just, I, I think we're sitting pretty, pretty well at the moment, and I'm cautiously optimistic. But, you know, a lot, a lot can happen in the next three to four weeks. Agreed. Yep, cautiously optimistic. You know, I would say, if we were as disciplined as uh, A&T, because I was just looking at some of the penalties, because, you know, we all get on the MIAC refs for being blind and missing a lot of things, mm-hmm. which they are. But, I mean, A&T is just a disciplined team. I think they're averaging somewhere around 30, 35 penalty yards per game. Uh, they don't beat themselves, and they have good special teams. So if we played like them, I'd be, like, over the boom, man. I'd be like, yo, we're going we're gonna to do what we need to do. But you just don't know, you know. You know, if we're going to put together a complete um, 60 minutes. So I, I think if we ever do that, then I'd be like, man, completely optimistic. But like you said, I'm, I'm, I am uh, cautioned a little bit. But, you know, it's all in front of them. They, they have the opportunity to do what they need to do to, to, do, to, you know, to play in the postseason in, in, in some way, some fashion. So let, let us hope, like I say. <laughs> let us hope. Oh, we're definitely hoping. Yeah. Definitely hoping. Yep. So, hey, man, they got a tall order this week against William & Mary. So it's going to be their third homecoming game in some way. So the first game they played last week, uh, Hampton was Hampton's homecoming. And then uh, last week was, of course, at Morgan's homecoming. So this week they play at William & Mary's homecoming. So uh, I wonder what that schedule talk was about. But at any rate, some, we, we're on their homecoming schedule. They're a good team. I mean, they are what William & Mary is every year. So they're 4-2. and two. Um, they came close to beating UVA um, um, this year. I forgot what the score was, but it was, it was like a one-score game at the end. Um, we are 0-5, and, and, and actually some polls have them ranked in the – actually they're ranked in the 20, top 25 in all polls, and I think they're 16th in one poll I was looking at today. So, I mean, they're highly regarded. Um, histor- historically, we are 0-5 against William & Mary, and uh, we had the two memorable games, the uh, – 98 game where Harvey ran onto the field after that terrible call where the guy was clearly down. And in that 2004 game where we lost to them in the playoffs at their place, that's when Jerome Mathis probably played the best offensive game I've ever seen, like from a college player in my life. So you, you remember those games, Anthony? 
Oh, I, I remember every last one of them. I do remember the 98 game. I was there in attendance. I was actually in the press box. And I had a little crazy little story about that. I remember when the play happened. And, of course, the crowd goes crazy. They're pointing at the video board. And when they show the replay on the video board, the crowd just went. And it was like a gasp. Like, are you serious? And, of course, Harvey runs out onto the field. You know, I call him Jerry Jones. You know, that was very Jerry Jones-esque. And I do remember the William & Mary coaches running out of the press box after the game because they, I, could, I wouldn't be highly upset. And I remembered one of the actual uh, attendants, the uh, press box attendants who was in charge of the, the food and everything, <laughs> actually wanted to throw a punch at the William & Mary coach. Oh, wow. I mean, it was, yeah, it was very, it was very ignorant. But, you know, I, I mean, he was a lifelong Hampton fan. And I just literally just thought, wow, this is a crazy game. And just to come this close to winning against such a, a heralded program, you know, you know, of course, you know, it doesn't sit well with anyone. And Jimmy Laycock is a legend in the coaching circle. So, I mean, I mean, I would say this. We played William & Mary ten times. We probably would win maybe just one or two games. And hopefully these one or two games are, are um, coming Saturday. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Good way. Yeah, that's a a twenty percent chance. So that's 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 not too terrible odds. So yeah, I, I like to say one of these chance, one of these games we're gonna be there and we're gonna see it <laughs> happen. So hopefully it's this week. Um, but yeah, I mean they're balanced. I mean they they score average thirty points per game. Um, they average two hundred and fourteen rushing and two hundred and ten passing. Um, they've actually had a couple games with 300 yards rushing. Um, shoot, they're not heavily penalized, 37 penalty yards per game. One thing to watch out for is um, how we're penalized by CAA crew. A lot of times when we go out of conference, ironically, our penalty numbers go down. So we'll see how that looks. And, um, you know, they're just solid. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough game. But I think we won't get run over. Um, I think if we play a, a complete game, we can play with them. Um, I think Richmond may actually be ranked higher than them this year, actually. Um, Richmond, you know, they've been wrecking shop, you know, outside of that uh, Maryland game. They lost and the game we gave them, um, you know, but after that, they've been wrecking shop, man. They are 5-1, and one, Richmond is. So this William & Mary team is pretty almost a mirror image of what we played uh, when we play at Richmond. So um, we're at their place, but we've seen this kind of team in the past, and I think we'll give them a good game. The other thing to think about, so we've played two teams similar to William, you know, a team like William and & Mary and Richmond. Um, and, and so we played Richmond close, and remember last year we played Old Dominion close. We, had a, a, we were in a position to win that game. So I think for some reason, um, you know, we match up well when we play uh, some of the other Peninsula teams outside of the MEAC. So I, I think this game will be close early. Uh, if it gets out of hand, it's going to get out of hand because of a penalty or a turnover and something stupid. Um, but if we just avoid those things, it'll be close, and hopefully Watford can pull it out. Because, I mean, I think we'll have the best quarterback on the field. We've got some talent. Our secondary is probably better. 
we got a good defensive line. So I think we could be there, but, you know, we got to play smart. We have to play like they play and, and, and give us a chance to win. So, but uh, I, I feel like, you know, Pirates can upset them. Um, um, and I'm optimistic, but I have to see them play their best game. And, and we, and we got to see Maynard like coach his best game. Like he hasn't, coached a game against a good team was like, damn, except Bethune-Cookman last year. Maybe you could say that game, but this year he hasn't put together a complete games like, yo, the team came out and did all three phases well. So this will be a good opportunity to do that and, you know, get some more confidence in the program. So enough of my rant on this game. I think Pirates will play well and, and give them a good game. Any, any other thoughts, Anthony? Um, I mean, I think you're, you're pre- you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, when you play a Jimmy Laycock team or a CAA team, you're going to get a different style of football. If you notice with the MEAC, you know, the MEAC, you would see a lot of, I would say, spread type of offenses. You would see uh, backs like Tariq Cohen, or you'll see a lot of, I would say, speed, speed plays or misdirection plays. The CAA uh, conference, especially William and Mary's brand of football, it's straight up physical uh, Stanford style of ball or a Jim Harbaugh-esque type of ball or Frank Beamer ball. You know, it's smash football. It's disciplined football. It is, I would say, they do the little things to win the game. And that is the thing that Hampton has struggled with. And if we could just do the little things, then it would make us, I would say, competitive, and it could actually help us late into the fourth quarter. And that's the way that our defense is holding up. You know, all our offense has to do is catch one spark. And I do remember that when we were recruiting David Watford, you, William and Mary actually wanted him as well. So, I mean, we do have an advantage at quarterback. Uh, we probably are, I would say, somewhat close, close matchup on defense. I mean, I, if they, if they were neck and neck with UVA, I would give them a slight, slight off advantage. I'm sure that their special teams is better, but if, if, since we have momentum going forward, I do think that is something that is a, how should I say, indicator that this game will be pretty competitive. You know, I do think we could win. I would say I would say it would probably be more of a 35 to 45% chance, but I think that is a decent chance being the fact that it, it is their homecoming and it is uh, that they are they have a winning record. And I would say this the fact that we are actually, that's what I say, on a win streak. So hmm. good things should be coming soon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, that's excellent, man. On a good note, hopefully I can catch this game either in person or or, or on the on the video. So I'll be I'll be watching intently and and looking for a good game from the Pirates and Maynard. He he's got to put one of these together, man. He's got to do it. I mean, it's it's it is time. So hopefully this week it can be done. And hey, if we win this game, then we right right in line for a playoff. Uh, first. not the celebration bowl, but hopefully a playoff berth if we can. You know, this will position as well for that. You know, so I'm 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 looking forward to it. But that's absolutely, it. yeah, man. That that that's it for me. Any other thoughts, man? If not, I'll I'll uh, take off, man. Oh, uh, you know what? I mean, I oh, I forgot to say one thing. 
those white uniforms that Hampton has, oh my God, please keep those uniforms. Make that the official away uniform. Yes, yeah, don't I be mean, man. the white on white, I mean, I know we've tried white on blue. I mean, I think that kind of looks normal. And I know we've tried that white on that off gray color. Don't, don't continue that. It just, that does not, it just does not fit. Um, and I really think that white on white looks very classy, of course, with the silver helmet. Um, I was really impressed with that. And I hope, I hope, uh, anyone in the athletic department, I hope you're listening. Please continue that. Yes, agreed. Agreed. And, you know, hey, any edge, look good, play good, a good, a good week to whip them out this weekend against uh, William & Mary again. So hopefully it look good blowing up uh, William & Mary's homecoming. So, But, uh, hey, man, thanks for another good show, man. Uh, we're getting a lot of good feedback. So hopefully everyone continues to listen. And uh, go Pirates. Go Pirates. All right, man.